what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we're talking about trust issues. Now, I'm not going to say that you have them, but I will admit that I have. (laughs) And from time to time, this is an area where I feel tested. And in my own life experience, this has been an area that has taken probably the most hits. When we put our trust in people or in circumstances that prove untrustworthy, it can really bring a lot of anxiety. It can even turn us into the biggest skeptics that we know. And soon enough, we're not hoping for anything. We're not dreaming about anything. We're just playing it safe, really, and going through the motions because that seems like the better deal after what you may have experienced or what you've been through. But that, my friend, is rooted in fear and it will not bring the abundant, fulfilling life that God has for you. So we're not going to dive into trust issues. I just invite you to think about this area in your life. I'm going to talk specifically about trust and give you some perspective and some ways to question how you're doing in this area of your life, okay? So there's a great quote by George Mueller, and it says this, the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith, and the beginning of faith is the end of anxiety. And I know by personal experience, when I started stepping out in faith, when I started activating faith by faith, particularly in the beginning, I started to see that anxiety, which I used to just purely define as future tripping, But my anxiety and my fear of the future, meaning fear of circumstances not turning out well or not going according to what I think the highest plan might be, that seemed to decrease drastically in my life when I started activating my faith. And you probably have a similar story. So anytime, just like I mentioned before, anytime we trust in someone who's untrustworthy, this can spike our anxiety. But on the flip side, anytime we trust anyone or anything that proves trustworthy, it puts an end to anxiety. Therefore, it's very important to learn what trust is and how to trust. And we especially want to learn to trust God, because if we're not able to trust God, it's likely we're not able to even trust ourselves and therefore other people. And that is not fun. All right. So the Webster's Dictionary actually defines trust as confidence, a reliance or resting of the mind on the integrity veracity, justice, friendship, or other sound principle of another person. 
Proverbs 29, 25 says it like this. He who puts his trust in the Lord will be safe. So really what that can mean, practically speaking, is that trust enables us to live without weights, burdens, or cares because we have confidence that another will deal with those things for us. And that, in our case, is God. So instead of feeling that we are continually carrying a heavy load, we can enjoy a wonderful lightness in our souls. And our souls are made up of our minds, so whatever is going on in your mind, your will, your self-control, and your focus, and your emotions, okay? And a lot of times we get caught up in feeling and emotion and let that be God in our lives. So putting our trust in God and casting our cares on him requires that we actually make a deliberate decision to do it. So the psalmist David spoke frequently about putting his trust in God, and I love reading about him because he's so human and candid, and it gives you permission to also just be honest with God. But he put it this way. He spoke freely about putting his trust in God. The word put is an action word that we often find in God's word when he's giving us instructions on what to do. So things like put on love, put on the new man, put on your shoes of peace, as well as put your trust in God. Okay, so I took a lot of these. I took it from Colossians and then also Ephesians. So the Bible also says, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, the burden of it, right? And he will sustain you. That's Psalms 55, 22. So I personally really like this idea of releasing the weight of a burden. We often live, although we won't vocalize it all the time, but you can pick it up pretty quickly. We often live with a heavy heart and a burdened mind, but God invites us to a better quality of life that is only experienced, keyword only experienced by putting our trust in him. Okay. And trust again is a resting of the mind. So a quick way that you know that you're not trusting is when you are reasoning, when you're constantly thinking through scenarios in your mind, your mind might feel like it's racing. It just won't stop. Or you just feel a heaviness in your heart. You just feel like you don't have energy or motivation for something. But again, your feelings don't have to be God and you don't have to act based on how you feel, which is good news, okay? So another way that we can discern that we are truly trusting God rather than just merely trying to trust him is whether or not our souls are resting in his faithfulness, okay? So if I say I'm trusting God, but I continue to carry the weight of the burden by worrying and being anxious, then I've actually not released the burden to the Lord. I may want to, I may be trying to, but I've not actually done it yet, okay? So really understanding that has helped many people learn what real trust in God is is. It's way more than words. It is the releasing of the weight of a burden. So this is a decisive action that brings rest to your soul. Your mind is at peace. Your will and your ability to control yourself, exercise self-control, right? And focus and also your emotions. That all is released of the heaviness and of a burden, all right? So just imagine a really great visual for this. 
And I know we've actually, there's a great video. We used to show it when I was ministering at Celebrate Recovery. I don't know if it was called the backpack. It might be. But essentially, just imagine that you're carrying a backpack filled with rocks everywhere you go. Okay? You can picture the size of the rocks, right? But you take it to work, you take it to the store, you take it to church, you take it when you go out to coffee, you take it when you go out to dinner with a friend, and it's a heavy burden, but you continue to carry it, all right? Now imagine that you decide to drop it. Just think how much better you would feel and how much easier everything would be. That's the way it is when we worry and carry the weight of burdens with us instead of entrusting them to God. We continue functioning and doing what we need to do, but the weight of the burden places a great deal of stress on us and makes our life very difficult. So that's when you'll find, you know, you're kind of short-circuited. You've got a temper, you're uh, maybe more touchy, you're easily triggered or easily offended, you don't process things well, you're not thinking clearly, you're sort of a short fuse, right? It doesn't take much to get under your skin, but you can decide to drop your burden today by trusting God if you choose to, and you will be glad that you did. So I personally, in the work that I do, I encounter many people who are quick to tell me that they're trusting God to take care of their problems, and yet (laughs) a majority of what we work through is the fear that they're experiencing, the worry, how they're desperately trying to reason through what they're supposed to do or what they should or have to do about a situation. And this tells me they believe that they should trust God and they want to, genuinely want to trust God, but they haven't done so yet. So they say they trust God, yet they're weighed down with the cares of many things, okay? And sometimes that's why the gift of coaching is so powerful because you have somebody that can mirror that back to you and hold up for you what maybe you don't see clearly for yourself. But I personally have learned that the best way to function in our relationship with God is just being truthful with him. Okay, so I can just have these candid conversations with God. And because I didn't come from a legacy of faith or even know that I could have a relationship with God, I started that way. (laughs) I was just like, I don't know if you can hear me. This is what's up. I'm sort of angry at you right now. I don't even know if, you know, this is going to land anywhere, if anything's going to happen from this conversation. Like, literally, you can just be so transparent, so honest, and so truthful because God already knows the truth and he's not afraid of your truth. You might have had people in your life that you haven't felt safe to communicate or express yourself fully with them, but that's not the case with God. He already knows the truth, but it will help you if you actually faced it, right? We waste so many years claiming that we trust God when we actually are worried and miserable. And it just really can help you to recognize that true trust has good fruit. It produces peace and this peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what we get to step into when we actually decide to put our trust in God. Okay. So if you're in a place where you haven't come to the point of being able to trust God totally, it's best just to be honest with God about it, okay? In Mark chapter 9, there's a really good story about a father who sought healing for his son, and he told Jesus that he believed but needed help with his unbelief. 
right? And I have always loved that. And I've actually prayed that, particularly in the beginning of my walk with God, and especially when I'm stepping into any new thing that God is doing. I just love the honesty in this story. And I just believe that it's good news for us to see here that he actually received his miracle, even though his faith wasn't off the charts, right? He actually admits that he had unbelief. And we all have some doubt mixed in with our faith at times. Okay, and sometimes that can lead to double-mindedness also because we want to handle a lot of it in our own strength that we kind of want to trust God, but we're really not trusting God, so it makes us double-minded. And the word also says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, hence trust issues, (laughs) right? Hopefully, though, we are growing and learning to trust God more all the time, But it's important to note that growth takes time and there's no reason to be condemned if your trust in God is not perfected yet. Okay, so this is something that's going to evolve just as you evolve and as your relationship with God evolves. Okay, now remember that trust is belief that someone or something is reliable, good, honest, effective. So trust is dependent on what we know about the character of the one being trusted. In other words, if we can't believe that a person is good, just, kind, loving, and trustworthy, then we can't fully put our confidence in them, right? We, we really, if we've seen that they're not trustworthy, it makes it very hard to reestablish that trust. So with God, though, If you do a thorough study on the character of God, it will tremendously help you in learning how to put your complete trust in him because God alone is fully trustworthy. So for example, one of the aspects of God's character that gives me a lot of comfort is that he's just. That means he will always make the wrong things in your life right. He makes wrong things right. God is a just God. And I personally have experienced his justice in my life many times. And when I'm enduring what it seems to be unjust or unfair treatment that I just don't understand and it makes no sense to me, I can trust God to make the wrong thing right in his own way and in his perfect timing. Now, I will say that some things like that have taken years. I'm talking like seven years. It's not like a quick fix, but God is with me and God is for me and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He literally will bring empowerment to me if he's not releasing me from that situation. So sometimes the breakthrough actually comes when we stand firm in something and trust God through it. That's for somebody. (laughs) So life... For the record, you probably know this by personal experience, is not always fair, all right? But God is, and when we put our trust in him, releasing the weight of the burden, he works on our behalf and brings justice in our situation, okay? So trusting God to bring justice relieves us of the job of trying to do it ourselves because God's word clearly says that vengeance is his and that he repays the enemies of his people. Okay, but in order for for this particular promise to work for you, we must be willing to turn any situation that is unjust over to him and refuse the self-control part here to try and take care of it ourselves. And that is actually the hard part. So a lot of people think that strength is just 
you know, manning up, so to speak, and just, you know, putting on their shark persona or putting on their, you know, whatever your Hulk mode or your fierce mode is, right? That's what common people think, <laughs> foolish people think that strength is, just handling it in your own strength and in your own understanding. But we actually grow in strength and grow in faith when we don't take care of it ourselves and we give it to God. Okay, so as we give it over to God, only then do we begin to experience his faithfulness and it becomes easier to trust him with things over and over again. And one of the reasons why trusting God can be challenging is because he doesn't always immediately give us what we ask for. And we receive from God through faith and our favorite word, patience. And the waiting part is a test that usually stretches our faith to new levels. But what really helps in this time of waiting or being tested or really growing through something uncomfortable is that God is good, merciful, holy, and kind. He is gracious. He is faithful and true. He is love. He is the same at all times, and we can depend on him to keep his word. So we can trust in God's character. And it's easy to put our trust in someone when we believe, particularly, that God loves us and not only has the power to help us, but also wants to help us. And God is waiting to help us. And all we need to do is trust him to do so. So as you look over your own life, I'm curious if you find specific instances where God has been faithful, right? Sometimes we just forget this. (laughs) In the times where we need to remember it the most, we tend to forget, right? But really, if we would look back, we can see that he's faithful. He's always there for us, even when we don't see him or even when we don't feel him. And that's why hindsight is always 20-20, right? But as long as we believe he's working, he will manifest or reveal the evidence of his work at the right time. Okay, so even when the wait seems long, our task at hand is to continue trusting God. And anytime you're having difficulty trusting him, the best exercise is to think of things that he's done in the past for you. So I want to encourage you to take time this week, maybe even today, as it's on your heart, even right now if you want to, just to jot some things down if you're not driving, of course, but make a list of some of the times you've experienced God's faithfulness in your own life. I can assure you that every time I do this, it feeds my faith and enables me to trust God more easily for the current needs that I have in my life. And I have heard also, in case this is helpful, I have heard the word faithful defined as to be trusted or relied on, okay? And we can rely on God. We can lean on him. And he's promised that he will never leave us or forsake us, but that he's always with us. That's in Matthew 28, 20. So when we're in need, we can trust him to be with us and to help us. And trust is also said to be confidence. And we all know how much easier life is when we have confidence. And having a belief that we can do a thing enables us to live boldly with joy and positive expectation. So as believers in Jesus, our confidence needs to be in him also. We all have confidence in some areas, but we can be confident in all areas of life through trusting God. So for example, sometimes I feel confident when I'm teaching or when I'm coaching, 
But there's also times where, particularly if I'm speaking, I don't feel confident, right? But in those times, I choose to be confident as long as my confidence is in God and not myself or how I feel. And afterwards, I find that those have been some of the most impactful speeches and talks that I've ever done. It is wild and it's almost as if I'm just infused. In fact, that is what happens. I just become literally spiritually empowered and Holy Spirit gives me the words to say, right, for whoever's in the room. So although it might not fit my notes or what I think needs to be said, he gives me the words to say and it flows exactly as it's designed too. Okay. So the apostle Paul was actually very clear when he stated that he put no confidence in the flesh, right? Although he had many natural advantages, he did not put his trust in those outward things. He empathetically says that our confidence is in Christ. Trust is confidence in the one who is trusted and confidence in Christ makes us comfortable. It allows us to work with ease because we believe we can do what needs to be done. So confident trust is what removes stress, pressure, worry, and the fear of failure from our lives. It's not something that's fake, right? So I say that we can be confident even when we don't feel confident. And this is a very important point because feelings are fickle and they are likely to change at any time and without notice. So putting our confidence in how we feel isn't very smart, okay? So the other thing to keep in mind here is the enemy doesn't want us to be confident because he knows that without confidence, we will not accomplish much in life. We won't go for things. We won't take risks. We'll just try to play it safe and get bored, actually. (laughs) And this happens even to people who are very talented, intelligent, and capable. They still need confidence too, right? And it's literally what allows us to be bold and to be courageous, okay? And God is the rock we hang on to in a world that is often swirling in a sea of uncertainty. And it's this trust that brings rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. So God wants to help us, but as long as we continue trying to do everything ourselves, he won't force his help upon us, okay? A lot of times, too, he sends other people into our lives to help carry the load. And God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, therefore true to his promise, and he can be depended on. By him, you are called into companionship and participation with his son, Jesus. This is 1 Corinthians 1.9. So this, what I love and what I'm highlighting here, is that a relationship with God is much more than reading scripture each day, going to church once a week, giving some money into offering, or perhaps doing a few good deeds. Okay? That is mere religion. All right, but the rich and wonderful relationship we are offered through faith in Christ is a partnership. It's God that gives us the ability and he expects us to use it, all the while trusting him. He's also ready to handle anything we can't handle. So I like to say, trust God to help you do your best and trust him to do the rest, okay? So I'm not just going to assume that I'm going to get it right or that I'm empowered in my own strength. I'm just going to humble myself and say, God, help me to put on your excellence. (laughs) Help me to be aware of your wisdom 
and flow by your spirit in this meeting, whatever it is. But I'm not going to go in there just hoping for the best, right? I'm going to invite God into all I think, say, and do, knowing that with him, I'm strong and can do all things. But without him, it's not the same story, okay? And God offers us peace of mind when we place our trust in him. So think about it this way. Throughout each day, many thoughts come to mind that can cause worry and concern, okay? And it's, it's not uncommon. In fact, this happens so often, particularly when you start evaluating and thinking about what you're thinking about, you start to become aware of all of the crazy stuff that floats through your mind every day. It doesn't just go away, though. That's why the word is very clear when it says, take thoughts captive that are exalting themselves above the truth. So you got to pull them down and you got to replace them with the truth and you got to tell your soul what it's going to believe. You got to call your soul to attention. Okay. So when in doubt too, we can just commit things to God. So for example, if you're worried about a relationship or, you know, a connection that you have with somebody, you can say, God, I put my relationship with whoever into your hands and I commit it to you and ask it, ask you to make it what you want it to be. Okay, and as soon as you actually turn it over, you'll see that peace will return to you and you'll be able to focus on whatever the task is at hand for you without being distracted by other things that might be on your mind. Okay, now I have found that really letting God share your day by talking with him about everything is super powerful. And prayer is simply that. It's just talking with God. So I urge you not to see it as a duty that we need to perform, right? We have to pray or else, right? But prayer is our way of letting God into every aspect of our lives, okay? Including the ones that attempt to steal our peace and cause us anxiety. So don't be deceived into believing that you have no choice in what you think about. If the thoughts in your mind are worried or anxious, you can choose to think about something else. And God's word, what I told you before, it's coming from 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It teaches us to cast down wrong thoughts, bringing all of them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So I find that in talking to God throughout the day, all about everything that's going on, and any concern that I have, it's one of the best ways to stay in fellowship with him, enjoy his presence, and at the same time receive help from him and be very aware of anything that's not syncing up or aligning with him, okay? Now, what if, this comes up a lot, what if I don't get what I want, okay? <laughs> this is often the root of fear, right? We're afraid to trust God because we think that if we trust God, we're not going to get what we want. And what we're not actually believing is that God actually always has our best interest in his thoughts and plans for us. So if we can actually admit that maybe that's our fear and understand that trusting God doesn't guarantee that we'll always get what we want, However, if we don't, it's only because God something has better, God has something better in mind for us, okay? So many times in my life, I wanted and asked God for things that I didn't get, only to later realize that if God had given me what I wanted at the time, it probably wouldn't have been good for me, all right? 
So as we learn to want what God wants for us, even more than what we ourselves want, we can have peace of mind in every situation. We can only get there by turning things over to God. Okay. So that that's a really great way to check in with yourself because a lot of times we're not trusting God because we want to be in the driver's seat. We think that that's going to guarantee that we're going to get the results that we want in our life. But it's really important to ask yourself some questions to get to the bottom of your trust. Things like, who is in the driver's seat in your life? Is it God? Or did you kick him out of the driver's seat? How much peace do you enjoy every day? How often do you waste an entire day worrying about something that steals your peace? Is a fear of not getting what you want preventing you from trusting God? And you can repent for that and also choose to believe that God has the best plan in mind for you. Are you hungry for more peace of mind? Do you want to enjoy your life more? So answering questions like these, and you can pause these and write these down and just answer them honestly, but answering questions like these may help you identify your level of trust. And I like to scale things. So scale one to 10, 10 being full trust. Totally trust God on this. Like I'm just convicted that it's all good that God's got it. Or one, I haven't even put it in God's hands yet. (laughs) Where are you at on the trust level? If you find that you're not trusting God as you should, there's no reason to be condemned. I want to highlight that again. Just start from this moment to choose trust over worry. All right. One of my favorite scriptures is 26, Isaiah 26, 3. It says, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. All right? So I'm going to suggest a new way for you to pray or add this to your prayer. Instead of merely telling God what you want him to do for you, try asking for what you want, but then adding this statement. But Lord... If this isn't the right thing for me, then please don't give it to me, (laughs) right? So sometimes we think something's right for us and it's not at all, okay? There's probably been many times in your life where you worked hard to get what you wanted but found that it didn't fulfill or satisfy you and it even made a situation worse, okay? Most of us have even at times purchased something that we wanted but in reality we shouldn't have and ended up with pressure, right? Or, you know, maybe it broke down or something. We just knew that we weren't supposed to move forward with that. Or maybe we started an argument with somebody um, when there was a difference of opinion. But after getting what we thought we wanted and being right, for example, we realized that getting our own way wasn't worth the mental and emotional misery we experienced and it didn't help the relationship. So if we can't have what we want with peace of mind, then it probably isn't worth having. That's a fun quotable. If we can't have what we want with peace of mind, then it probably isn't worth having. There's a scripture, it's Colossians 3.15, that says, Let peace be the umpire in our lives, making all the final decisions. So if you don't have peace, don't make a decision until you have it. Okay? It's a valuable commodity, and we should do whatever it takes to have it. And when you find that you're having a hard time trusting God, ask yourself, is it because you're afraid that if you do trust him, you might not get what you want? 
If the answer is yes, then you've located the cause of your lack of trust and peace. Getting our way, for the record, is highly overrated. It's amazing how much of our lives are wasted on the pursuit of self-gratification. We see it every day, only to find in the end that we're not satisfied after all. Only God's will has the ability to ultimately satisfy us. We are created for him and for his purposes, and anything less than that is totally incapable of bringing lasting contentment. Okay, so, so key here. So when, you know, we're young, we may think that getting what we want is the most important thing in life. But as the years go by, hopefully we learn and have enough experience and maturity to readily say, I want God's will more than I want my own will. There's no better place to be than in God's perfect will. All right. So I just want to encourage you with that, that you can find the joy of trusting God at all times and in all times. But it does come from evaluating where your trust currently sits and also asking yourself some hard questions and inviting God into this situation with your trust. It's not always easy, but it's something that you must take responsibility for and become more aware of. Because nobody can carry the stress of everyday life alone and we're not actually designed to. But we as believers have the benefit of a loving, trustworthy God who wants you to lean on him. And it's time to embrace the one thing that can actually change your life and it's unshakable trust in God. You can have that. That's something that's actually attainable for you. Okay, and only through trusting God do you get to experience the amazing benefits of trusting Him in all aspects of your life. Peace was one that we really stepped into today, and how it can really bring supernatural peace to you at a time where it seems completely crazy that you would have that. It also can restore joy to you and strengthen you at times where you need God's strength most, right? And really drawing from your personal experience and scripture, you can break down the walls of self-reliance and allow God to see you through whatever challenges you face. Actually realizing that that is strength, not your own, right, muscle and reasoning, but actually trusting in God is strength. So regardless of your past pain, present circumstances, or future uncertainty, future tripping, When you learn to trust God completely, you'll experience the abundant, joyful life that God came to give you, okay? Others may have let you down, but God never will. So I just want to encourage you with that on today. You don't have to live with trust issues. You don't have to live as a skeptic and being the one that always has this huge wall up right? That actually is rooted in fear and distrust, right? And those things do not bear good fruit in your life. Now, when you start learning to trust God, he will also strengthen your relationship with you and his power in you and your ability to trust and have confidence in yourself. And then also with his discernment and wisdom and understanding, he will guide you into relationships with people that are trustworthy. And when they prove trustworthy, that heals anxiety. It, it removes anxiety, right? And he will also give you wisdom 
right? To be able to pray for those people that maybe do hurt us, right? We, we can give people the benefit of the doubt, right? It says in the word that love believes the best. So we can believe the best about other people until they give us a reason not to and then pray for them and pray for God to give us wisdom as far as how to relate for that to that person and what moving forward looks like even if it's not moving forward together, right? But in those times, the confidence we have is that God is with us, God is for us, and he will see us through. So I encourage you to evaluate your trust on today, to maybe go back and listen through and ask yourself those questions and ask God to help you with this area of your life and keep a record of what starts to happen. All right, guys, if you want to get connected, if you are looking for a master coach in your life that can help keep you accountable, help you get breakthrough in some areas of your life where you might feel stuck, go visit julianapage.com. I have a couple of great options for you. One of them is getting plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind. All that information is over on the website. Also VIP coaching, and there's also books and other great resources over there for you as well. So go check out julianapage.com. And until next time, stay blessed.